Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are on a path of feminine and masculine reunification. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. We infuse the sacred with logic, soul with spirit. We heal, embody, and activate a new feminine leadership. Listen, learn more, and work with me at sarahpoet.com. Now, let's begin. Hello, and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. I'm Sarah Poet, and I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, Whether it is your first time listening or your 85th time listening, welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to tell you where I'm recording this from because it is a very, very special place, and it is the Lion's Gate. When I am recording this, it is 8-8, and um, I am farm-sitting for a friend of mine in Madison County, North Carolina, and it's gorgeous. And this is the land that I used to live on when I was recording most of the first season of the Sacred Remembering podcast. I actually remember recording the very first episode over in uh, in the apartment that I lived in at the time. It was very special. Um, and life has certainly uh, taken me on a road since then, but I love to come back to this place when I can. And I brought my podcasting mic and here we are. I really felt these gorgeous transmissions of the lion's gate coming through. This morning, I woke up and did uh, an early morning sauna before breakfast. And then I went and plunged in the cold river. And oh man, there was a part of me that wanted to resist going under. And I was like, no, I said I was doing it. and. As soon as I did, it was so enlivening. It was amazing. So I came up and ate some dried mangoes and dates and blueberries because I'm mostly doing fruit and vegetables while I'm here this weekend to just take it easy a little bit and clear and cleanse. And so I get to take care of the animals um, in exchange for this retreat this weekend. And my dog is here and you might hear her paw prints or paw sounds because she's, um, you know, very excited to be here and also can't figure out who I'm talking to. Uh, so you're going to hear that. Um, the goats are right outside this open screen door and they wear a bell. So you might hear the bell, you might hear other dogs barking. And you know what? I'm just going for it because if you've been listening to season three of the podcast um, this summer, I was having a really hard time kind of finding time to record and really juggling everything uh, with my son at home from school. Well, they've been home from school for a year and a half, right? But he didn't have any school to do online. And so, um, you know, I was, I was juggling this summer and I was letting some things go to prioritize being the mama. So much, much love, continued love to all of you out there who are doing the juggling mama thing. 
And um, so, yeah, that's why I'm recording a podcast, even though the sound isn't perfect, because uh, the time is right. And here we are. And um, yeah, we're, <laughs> we are living a sacred life and we are, we are infusing the sacred right into what needs to be happening on a daily basis. And I know that there are so many high pressure needs right now with, um, you know, a year of pandemic and now not understanding or not being able to predict what's going to happen with schools this year again and things like that. So sending love to everyone. And this is a reminder that we do what we can, when we can, as we can, and that love is the most important thing. Love is the most important thing. So if you need to, um, you know, check something off the to-do list or toss it off altogether so that you can be with your kiddos or so that you can be in self-care mode, you know, do it, do it because that's what we need. Um, so I came out here for the weekend and there's about 48 hours. And so I've been out here for like almost 24 hours now and really went into some deep breathing yesterday and some ceremony preparing for the lion's gate and just a reset of the nervous system. And I was really pretty surprised to find how jacked up my nervous system and my breath were um, because I have been at this breathing mindfulness, you know, thing for a long time, meditation. Yes, yes. Check, check, check. Right. And I kind of take for granted that um, it needs to be practiced, <laughs> needs to be practiced more often um, and, and on a daily basis so that we can feel that resting point, that we can feel that parasympathetic um, response where it's like, if you don't know what I mean by that, it's like, you know, I remember this feeling from when I was a little girl and you had a really hard cry. And then there were those like breaths after the hard cry that was like, <sighs> right. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe that doesn't happen to everyone, but I remember that when I was a young child, I think I was a pretty jacked up young child, <laughs> pretty high sensitive creature without, um, didn't have the people around me to understand that. Um, and so I think I was stressed out uh, way more than I acknowledged or knew at the time. So I had those parasympathetic releases after a good cry. So how to find that in daily life? It's like finding the bottom of the exhale, finding the true exhale like follow it the whole, whole way to the bottom. Okay. And then we begin to find that resting place where we can connect to ourselves and to what is true. So that is why I came out to these woods this weekend. It's so funny from where I'm sitting at the kitchen table, I can see where I set up my meditation cushion and, um, you know, all my stones and everything that I brought with me, I set it up on the porch. And what, when I started talking with you, my puppy went out and laid on my meditation cushion. This is the first time she's ever done that. It's so funny. So she's laying inside of the, you know, copper ring with all of the stones and crystals. So she's holding it down for us out there. Um, wonderful, wonderful. So the lion's gate, the lion's gate, I have felt for many, many years that this is um, a very important day. And as 
I walk down the spiritual path, it almost feels like this is one of the most, well, not almost, this is one of the most important days of the year. Um, for many of you listening here, uh, we're soul family of, of sorts, probably. And so we're on this mission to not only uh, heal ourselves and live in the truth of who we are and gain our voices, though that's often very, very much how it starts. But then it's this path to unity and love. And at at first, it feels like almost like a fight to be who you are um, in the world, in your authenticity and yourself. And then as you keep walking forward on this path, you are like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of holding these uh, fighting responses, trauma responses in my nervous system. And um, there's there's deep connection that I can feel is the potential, this connection with myself, connection with a beloved as human, and then the connection with like the unseen world and your own soul. And then, you know, people will talk about your guides and, and then it's like God itself, mother, father, God itself. And so, you know, wherever you are on your path, so much love, many, many blessings to you today. And the lion's gate for me today is really about accessing a portal of consciousness where love reigns. I didn't even know what I was going to say there, but that's really, it's really that simple. It's really that simple. Like once upon a time, there was unity consciousness. Once upon a time, love did reign. Now that was a long time ago. And there have been a lot of forces at play to try to prevent love from reigning again. But beloveds, this is the time on the planet for that to happen. And so no matter what we're going through in our own lives and what we're going through collectively, we need to remember that this is the time ultimately to choose love, to choose connection with our self, with our source, and then choose loving connection with one another. And if we can do that, if we can choose that connection to source, which I would also call our energetic sovereignty, if we can choose that and continue choosing that and continue choosing connection with one another, we are going to heal this thing. Okay. We are going to do it. This is the way we do it. And we need one another to do this. And we, I am forming community for this reason, because we need one another. We need connection. We need connection in authentic places. We need to be able to be ourselves and we need to practice energetic sovereignty. We cannot leave it up to other people to tell us how we feel. We cannot leave it up to the forces that be to tell us whether or not we're safe. We cannot leave it up to everything in the unseen realms to be benevolent because guess what? It's not. So we need to practice living in that truth, energetic discernment, energetic sovereignty, and standing in the truth of who we are. And the truth of who we are is love. I'm still getting clarity on what I'm going to call this membership site that's upcoming. But what I have been calling it and what I call the um, Facebook group that's for free right now, and you can join it if you want to, um, is the Sovereign Woman Unified Heart. Sovereign Woman Unified Heart. 
Now, maybe that's too long of a title, but listen to those words. Sovereign woman, she knows who she is. She stands in the truth of who she is. She is energetically sovereign. She's financially sovereign. Okay. She's sovereign. Sovereign means her energy is her own. She's not giving it away. She's not in depletion mode. Okay. And then unified heart is that we are no longer fighting. That's why I say this in the intro of this podcast. We're no longer fighting for the right to be who we are. We don't need to hold up this fight in our nervous systems, which I know many of you are. Okay. Because it's kind of Mm, hard not to when we are recovering from a patriarchy and a separation matrix. So the unified heart is what we come back to because we know that ultimately all there is, is love. And so I'll just share personally uh, what has been transpiring for me in this Lionsgate window, and especially in the last 24 hours being out here on this farm and just really communicating with animals and trees um, and myself and, and the benevolence of the unseen, of course. What's really coming through for me and came through first and foremost, it was like, Sarah, if you think that you're going to be here to get like some big answers about next level or whatever it is, what you need to address first is self-love self-love. And there was, you know, this memory of being here, of course, um, living here before. And when I lived here before, I was actually um, still, I was like, uh, it was after my dark night of the soul, but I was recovering. And I had been, I've talked about this a lot, um, but I still feel um, my soul guiding me to talk about it on later episodes to talk about interference and love. Because when we are looking for love in relationship, but we're not energetically sovereign in ourselves, or we're not experiencing the self-love in ourselves, then we actually can get, oh gosh, like hijacked. It's true. It's true. Um, there can be interference. And I'm talking dark, okay? But when we have trauma and we have things that are unresolved in us, it it's more space for these dark energies to get through. So I had mine, you know, I was looking for soul union, but I hadn't really found this inner soul union and got my ass kicked. This was like 2018. And so um, when I moved here in 2019, I was recovering, but I also... Mm, struggled to love myself. And I wouldn't have said that then because I always have respected myself. I mean, I know who I am, but I think something happened at that point in time as well. It's funny. I'm like watching myself go further into the vulnerability here. And my ego is like, eek, screech, put on the brakes. And then I'm remembering that so many of you tell me that when I do share my authentic stories, it lights something up in you. So here's me getting vulnerable again for you because I fucking love you that much. Okay. Um, and I want to use the stories that I have lived to alchemize truths um, that can land in you and in the collective so that maybe we can learn these things faster collectively and as a soul family 
And we don't have to go through so much um, turmoil because if we are on the path to live in the truth of who we are in this lifetime, guess what? I'm sorry to say this, but I have to be honest about this. There are going to be forces that want you to fail. Has anybody ever told you that? Like there are going to be forces that want to interrupt your ass and knock you down. And that's what happened in 2018. And then I spent most of 2019 trying to get my feet back under me. And because this thing was so good, I'm going to call it a dark force and leave it at that right now, was so good at its job, I did not know that I was pure love anymore. I didn't know it. And so while I was, you know, podcasting and helping you all and you know, just showing the fuck up because that's what I do. I was doing it all for others, which sounds really awesome, right? Like service to others, but without the self-love, it's actually really depleting. And <laughs> and I've experienced that as well. And so I continued to love others, relationships included, in the last relationship that I was in um, with a man after that in, in 2020. And I I continued to like love others without the the truth of the self-love. Man, that is fucking hard to say. I gotta tell you. But this is what is hitting me as I came out here this weekend. And it's like, it's time to reclaim it. That's what this lion's gate is about. Um, it's time to reclaim the self-love, like the deep, deep self-love. So what does that look like for you? What does that look like for you? Like if you are, here are some clues. If you are giving to others way, way more than you're giving to yourself, that's not energetically sovereign. And what wants to happen? How do you want to be loved? What is the truth of that? It can be pretty hard to allow yourself to go there because it's pretty vulnerable. But, you know, and then we, we say, well, we, we look for relationship commonly. I recently asked, asked you an email to fill out a survey about what you most want right now and what you most want to hear me talk about right now. And the majority of you said sacred union and relationship. And I will talk to you about that. I will. But <laughs> if your path is anything like my path, and it probably is because we're soul family, we have to do this work of the integration. And at the core of that is probably self-love. Because when we want relationship without having integrated the core love, which is union, which is feminine and masculine union, we can talk about this using different language. So that union, if it's not at the core, guess what you're doing? You're projecting your desire for feminine, for masculine outside of yourself and really, that's the integration of the Holy Beloved, the Holy Mother, the Holy Father. And you're projecting that and saying, I want a relationship. I want to experience love. And if you're saying, I want to experience soul union or soulmate relationship, but you know <laughs> that you haven't done this work that I'm talking about, I'm saying most people haven't done this work that I'm talking about, then that's what we have to do. And it can be simultaneous, okay? You don't have to... Um, do it all before finding your beloved. However, I will say that you do attract relationship. 
in the energetic frequency that you are currently carrying. So what does that mean? So women are the primary listeners of this podcast. So if you have a big um, daddy wound, father wound, there's no shame in it. I had plenty, have plenty probably still, um, where you know you wanted love from the father and it was, let's say, conditional. And if you haven't cleared that, then guess what? You're going to find yourself in that relationship with a man that's teaching you that lesson. Why? Because you're not here to learn that all men are safe. You're actually here to integrate that on a soul level for yourself. Boom. I'm getting getting a little further into soulmate relationships than I thought. But so not every soulmate relationship is lasting. Obviously, I've been in a handful of them. I would say that every man I've ever partnered with, which actually isn't many because I'm really discerning anyway, um, but they've all been soulmates. They've all been soulmates. And if I could look back and tell my younger self, like, hey, just because there's a soulmate connection, it doesn't mean that it's your true beloved. Um, you know, I would. So I'm saying it here instead. So Yes, we want the relationships. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Love human connection and our own sovereignty, energetic sovereignty, but that's not just boundaries. If you haven't listened to my last episode, go back and listen to that. This is a good piggyback off of that, actually. It's not just boundaries. We don't just like hold up boundaries around our lives for what we don't want into our inner circle or inner sphere. We have to cultivate the sense of self, the inner union, and the self-love to to then be met in that place. And to allow in true connection, true connection. I'm hearing so many potential topics in what I'm talking about for this season four of the podcast. Okay. So let's talk about connection for a minute. And mm, let's talk about separation and connection in the context of what's going on in the world right now. Okay. So I definitely do my part to stay pretty boundaried in my energy, um, pretty energetically sovereign, energetically clear. I don't let bullshit into my field if I can help it. Um, you know, moving off of these pieces of sacred land and moving, yes, all land is sacred, but then I moved to this apartment complex and, and it's been a little bit harder for me to <laughs> feel the immediate why of the divinity of that situation. Um, it's ultimately not where I'd like to be. And when I got this puppy holiday, um, who has been with us for probably three full months now, and here she comes as I say her name. Um, I have had to obviously go outside a lot, a lot more, which is probably good for me to not just isolate. Um, let me check in on holiday. And like, I don't want to have bullshit conversations. I want to, I don't want to debate. I don't want to talk about politics. I, I don't want to, I don't want to spend my energy that way. It doesn't feel good. I, I want to be, um, cultivating, you know, God source connection. I want to be cultivating connection with you all. I want to be building things that change the world. These are the things I want to do. Um, 
And, you know, I'm also a mother and can't just like live on the side of a mountain right now. Um, and so I have um, experienced a couple of conversations lately and noticing this heightening in the conversations about this injection. And so I know that you all are experiencing that too, this heightened um, separation in the field. And I actually heard one person say uh, in the dog park, because it's kind of where I um, (laughs) talk to different people. Um, I actually heard this person say something about, um, you know, wanting children to have this injection um, because he had just moved recently to the mountains and he wasn't able to go to concerts and didn't want to be in his apartment for another year. So everybody, you know, needs to have this thing so that he can go out and have, um, a, a normal life. So, you know, I was like, wow, okay. It, you know, it was immediately in my field because our dogs are playing together. And I was like, wow. And, you know, it caught me off guard because I'm not used to having these, these conversations. And I know that like, if you're going to work in, in an office, if you are, um, if you're on the planet right now, you're hearing about this, you're feeling the, um, intensity rising of, you know, do you have this injection? Do you not have this injection? And so this formation kind of in the mind is like, have it, don't us, them. Yes. No. Polarity. What is that? That's separation. I'm sorry. Cause I think you probably hear the dog chewing at this point, but if I want to keep doing the podcast, I had to give her something to lay her down. And so she's really going to town on a, on a chew toy, which is honestly stressing me out a little bit that you're going to be hearing that. And I'm like, well, isn't it interesting that I'm talking about um, heightened stress and separation and then feeling it in, in my own system as well. So I'm just going to take a breath. (sighs) Beautiful. That's how we do it. Okay. Coming back to the heart. So then I was in another conversation with someone I really respect and what happened, what I noticed um, was that we did have different opinions, but there was so much love and respect between the two of us as women. And she's my elder. Um, and, and I have a lot of respect for this woman um, and for her career and for her, everything she knows. And, um, we have different opinions about it. And so I felt, you know, safer kind of in my nervous system and like, and more willing to have a conversation with her about this. And when I began to simply, well, she asked, will Rowan have the vaccination? I said, no, Rowan will not. And, um, and then I could tell, like, there was an opinion that, that emerged, right? Well, why not? Okay. And so then, um, wanting to know more from me and I simply, I I kept making my answers about body sovereignty really. And, and I said, well, I, um, am not comfortable with, with doing anything that, you know, um, changes DNA or alters DNA. And, um, 
So now you're getting some of my opinion on the podcast, which is fine because ultimately it's about connection, right? And each person being able to have that sovereign choice. So my point about this though, is that what happened next was I was noticing that that when I gave a uh, piece, you know, she wanted to know pieces and then I would give a piece. And then the next thing that happened, and I don't think that this was conscious. I think that this is what we do and what is happening in the collective. The next thing that would happen was that she would find a piece of information to refute or rebuttal. Right. So then there was this kind of jacking up of the energy in the conversation. And I said, listen, I don't want to argue with you. I am going to make choices for my body and for my son's body that actually come from my inner knowing. And I said, everybody could have this data or that data or this data. I'm making choices based on my inner knowing. And that's what I'm doing for my son and I right now. And we kind of agreed to leave it there and left the conversation. And she actually sent me a text message later thanking me and saying that I gave her something to think about. So my point about this is after that, after these two um, incidences, I would say what I decided to do in the next event that this comes up in conversation is to say something like, I lovingly decline the invitation to engage in this conversation. So I'm good with you. You can be good with me or not. It's fine. I'm good with you. I just don't want to have this conversation. Okay. So I'm, I'm not going to have a conversation that could be in the energy of debate because I'm just not interested in that. And so. Let me just ask you a kind of pause and you can say, huh, what, what is coming up in me when I'm getting in these conversations? What are my beliefs? What am I thinking that other people should do based on my beliefs? Um, what am I afraid of? These are other questions right now. Like what, what am I afraid of? Um, and we're all afraid of something right now, probably. And that is fueling the debate. You know, did I make the right decision? Did I make the wrong decision? Are they making the right decision? The wrong decision? Is this the safe decision? Is that the safe decision? So there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear in the collective. And what does fear do? Well, it puts us on the defense and it puts us into a polarization. Because either you're safe or you're not, you're in or you're out, right? And so then we find ourselves in separation. We find ourselves <laughs> in polarity. So beloveds, I know that this is a potentially big leap, but this is the time of the return of unity consciousness on the planet. This is what this day 8-8 eight, eight is about, the infinity 8, infinity, unity. It's what this is about. We are in the return of unity consciousness. And I believe with all my soul that it will happen. There is a massive separation event going on. Why? Well, in simplest terms, probably to challenge unity. Probably to challenge unity. So whether or not you got poked with this injection, 
(laughs) You can still choose love and unity going forward. So think to yourself, how can I neutralize what's going on in, in my field, in my, by field, I mean the energetic spaces that you go, your workplace, your family, extended family members, what do you need to do or what script do you need to have so that the next time you go into a situation, you can choose how deep you're going to go into that conversation, whether or not you're going to debate, whether or not you're going to communicate, communicate a message of love. Okay. And in that way, we can continue to be in our sovereignty and our unified heart. Do you see? We don't have to defend our choices. We just are. I just made my choice. You just made yours. It just is sovereignty and the unified heart. So no matter what choice you're making, I fucking love you because that's the only thing to do. Right. So don't let this is a a plea (laughs) from my soul to your soul. Do not let a separation agenda get into you. Okay. Because that's the point. That is the point. Okay. So I'm going to segue here a little bit, but of course, there are always through lines to be found. This week, this week, uh, one week ago today, Guru Jagat passed away. And if you don't know who Guru Jagat is, um, go look her up. She's all over YouTube and her business is the Rama Institute. She actually had probably seven businesses through the Rama Institute, but an incredible businesswoman, Kundalini teacher and spiritual teacher on the planet. Um, Guru Jagat was 41 years old when she passed and it was, it was sudden and um, what a week it has been. I have been learning from Guru Jagat for the last year and a half. And when I stop to consider who my teachers really have been, she's really been the primary teacher over this last year and a half. Um, I did get more into Kundalini, although I wouldn't ever prescribe one spiritual path. I mean, my soul's path is my, is my path, but these tools from these various traditions are certainly helpful. And so very much, um, found Kundalini this year, um, through Guru Jagat and her offerings. And then I have taken her Rama business school three times, um, and have listened to her as a businesswoman and have been very, very inspired. And Um, a few months ago, she began talking about legacy. And it makes me wonder what was going on in her and if her soul did have some inclination that she potentially wouldn't be on the earth for much longer. Um, That's just my, you know, those are just my thoughts. I haven't heard that anywhere else. I don't want to spread rumors or anything like that. But I... I heard her talking about legacy and how um, she said a couple of things and I'm not quoting directly. That was like, you know, 
every day the the point is creation and and making things that change lives and and not being attached to any one outcome or you know if one thing didn't work keep trying another thing and um she always said, you know, at least a third of people are not going to like you. <laughs> at least of the third, a third of your audience is um, is going to hear you and and dismiss you. So if you want to build a legacy, um, keep going. And so one thing, it's probably tied to self love for me as I reflect on it now. One thing that I realize is that. Um, I definitely wanted over the course of building embodied breath, my practice, I wanted to know that everything was working for everyone. (laughs) I wanted to know that I was giving you exactly what you needed and, and that the offerings were um, great. And, you know, when, when you didn't like take me up on an offering or join a group or something like that, it was like, well, you know, am I not doing the marketing correctly? Am I not hitting it? And, and really kind of making myself smaller and my message smaller because I was trying to um, meet the needs of everyone. And the alchemy of this past week of her leaving her body and reflecting on her legacy and really feeling an amplification of her energy and the potential to yeah, I just really continue to learn from her. But I mean, there's there's more energetics going on cosmically than that. But she's she as a force is so present um, right now, I think, for her students and for the mission and for the earth. And so her legacy continues. Um, it's interesting that she passed just a week before the Lion's Gate and this amplification of these unity energies. And so, yeah, one thing that's happening for me personally is a recommitment to the mission that my soul came to do regardless of what immediate feedback I'm getting. And I think that that is one thing. I don't know who needs to hear this. Maybe it's just me, but maybe it's you too. Um, because I think, you know, whether or not you identify with the word legacy, it's like, what did we come here for? Well, we came here to be us because your soul and the way that it is nudging you, the way that you have to be brave and choose your authenticity and choose you your soul is the map. Your soul is absolutely your map for why you came and what you're here to do. So if you haven't been listening to this podcast for a long time, you could go back and listen to episode one if you'd like. Um, And that tells more of my story and how I got here. But I was a school principal. I was definitely in service to others, right? I was really pretty damn good at it. Like I love children. I I love children and I miss talking to more of them actually. Um, But I would drive to work 
going to my last job, the last job that I had, it was a pretty sweet gig. I got to design a school. Somebody gave me, we, we created a therapeutic residential school together. And so I was the academic director in a residential program and I got to design a school, a holistic school that we did mindfulness every day. I taught body awareness to these um, high school students with autism. Um, we taught, oh my gosh, we taught quantum physics right next to you know the required Newtonian physics. Uh, it was amazing. I loved what I got to do. I got to hire a staff um, and it was interesting. Side note, the staff was all male. So um, all male teachers in a male boarding school and I was their female supervisor and they had so much respect for me. I had so much respect for them. I led differently. I mean, it was incredible. I was having a good time, but every day on the way to work and every day going home, I was listening to spiritual podcasts, not even really podcasts at the time, but I was specifically trying to find information on masculine feminine everything I could get my hand on. At that point, not many podcasts were talking about this. So I was listening to a lot of like Jungian myth and um, psychologists who understood depth psychology and Jungian psychology and uh, watching Marion Woodman on YouTube, but just listening because I was driving in my car. These things were pulling me, pulling me. I did not have a choice and that's how it felt when I left there was like, I don't know where this is going to go, but I have to do it because my soul is calling me forward. And yes, that's a brave and incredible thing. You know, I could have been smarter about how I handled that, but every person's journey is going to be exactly perfect for the evolution of their soul. Let me say that again. Every person's journey is going to be exactly perfect for the evolution of their soul. So I recently opened up, actually, it's coming with my new website that'll open in just a few weeks, but I wrote a business coaching program because I know that so many people right now are wanting to start their own gig and I want to be, <laughs> I want to be really honest and I want women to be sustaining in their business efforts. And I want your finances to be sustaining. So the program is actually called sustain. So let's sustain you and the feminine, right? So that depletion isn't your story. And so that you can thrive. And I'm going to talk about it more in uh, episodes coming up, but we want to be in a regenerative energetic. We want more life force energy than we had before as women. Okay. We want more wealth creation than we had before. So I want you to succeed in these endeavors. And um, please know that sustain is available as business coaching. That is very, it's like practical and spiritual, both. Yes, it's energetic and um, intuitive on my part. And then we are putting systems in place. Okay. Whether it's an online business or whatever it is. Um, so if you are opening a business and it is a business of soul and your heart is leading you to do it and you have questions and you want guidance, please contact me about sustain. You can email Sarah at sarahpoet.com. If you are not going into business, this is also for you because not sustain so much, but, um, 
what I'm talking about, obviously. And we don't need to have a business to leave a legacy, right? Because who we are and how we walk the earth is our legacy. So I'm going big and wide here again, but we live in currently, we have lived in a separation matrix, which has told you what man is supposed to look like, what woman is supposed to look like, what good work is supposed to look like, what being a good mom is supposed to look like, all of these things. And we've been hustling by these standards inside of a separation matrix, which means we probably weren't ever winning. Okay, it's it's not sustaining. So to choose you and to walk in that direction, to walk in that direction consistently with self-love, actually because you love yourself. I think I walked a lot of the soul journey because it wasn't easy (laughs) because my soul journey wasn't fucking easy Um, because I did, I did incarnate into a lineage with a lot of trauma that needed to be transmuted. And I see that that was a part of why I came and why I chose this path. But while I was in it, um, especially in the last few years, it didn't feel awesome. And it, um, it was definitely hard work. And really, ultimately, all of that was so I could show up with these teachings, with my offerings and offer forward what I have figured out and what I have alchemized. But isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? So saying yes to your soul's journey does not necessarily mean that it's going to be easy, especially not, you know, not if you're a badass soul, like not if you're someone who really came to change the frequency of the planet, like Guru Jagat and, you know, uh, and myself and, and some of you listening, like, you know, that you are here to be a contribution to unity consciousness, to more love than separation. And so when you are saying yes to your soul, it's not necessarily easy, but, oh, this is where I was. I got a little distracted because the dog started barking. I think that my journey didn't necessarily have, yeah, it didn't have the self-love in it that that it does now. I'll say it like that. Um, and so if we can stay connected to that self-love when choosing the soul journey, um, we're going to be much gentler on ourselves because I was like, I'm saying yes, because I know I need to say yes. And it's the only option, but fuck this continues to be a downpour (laughs) of like shit I need to figure out. Right. And so it was, it was almost like I was saying yes, but it felt almost sacrificial or something like that. And so that is maybe the final thought that I'll leave you with today is what does choosing your soul's path with self-love 
feel like to you? And what is the next action on your soul's path? Okay. That, that you can, that you can actually do in self-love. Amazing. Okay. So I want to tell you, I said that was my final thought. That was my final teaching thought. And I want to tell you about what I am bringing to you next. Um, because, oh my gosh, all of the amplification of this week with Guru Rajagat's passing, with the Lion's Gate, with um, the, the self-love and really like a self-actualization and allowing what's not working to just fall away. Like that is what this lion's gate is about for me. So um, the, the welcome to season four of the podcast, right? Season four of the podcast is here and weekly episodes are back. I did get information on the survey that you all love the podcast. And so thank you. I love you. It is my pleasure to be here. And um, I believe that my child will be back in school (laughs) and I will be um, recording weekly podcasts again. But even if he's not, I am committed to being here. So the plan is weekly. Um, And the podcast is going to correspond to lessons that are available in bigger teachings inside of a membership community. Now, this membership community has not opened yet. Please sign up for my email list at sarahpoet.com right now so that you get first word of this membership site. We are packing it with materials, various classes and things like that that I've held in the past few years. Um, different meditation series. Uh, you know, a lot of you haven't experienced like what's possible inside of a group with me where I channel or I use light language or that it's actually very, very healing and alchemical. And so some of those things will be in there. Regular meditations will be in there. Um, just guided meditations. And then there will be calls, um, definitely bi-weekly calls right now. I'll let you know if I decide to offer more. And um, I did a trial with these Sunday sessions in July and they went really, really well. I think we will have Sunday community calls just because I'd love you know, taking back the sacred Sunday uh, for women. And so we'll be doing Sunday calls um, at least biweekly. And then we're going to figure out how to have a membership community where you all can talk to one another and lift up one another and answer one another's questions and make your new best friends and meet your soul family and get your needs met for a community where we are focusing on energetic sovereignty and love. Speaking of energetic sovereignty, I have many, many tools coming for you inside of this membership site. It is imperative at this time, being these loving warriors that we are on the planet right now, that we have tools for actually um, safeguarding our energy and building up the light body blueprint Okay, those might be new words for some of you, but building up the truth of who you are in your essence, in your energy. So all of these things that I'm talking about really need to be addressed in the energy body and not just in the mind. Okay. And if you're healing your trauma, you're changing your energy body. Don't worry. You don't have to, I mean, it's not just energy work because 
If we were just spiritual without the body, guess what? That's bypassing. My business is called Embodied Breath, the embodiment of spirit, which is the spiritualization of matter. Okay. This is this time on the planet that we are actually changing um, and bringing, bringing spirit into matter, becoming the embodiment of the spiritual um, path. Okay. Which Again, a lion's gate, there's a perfect connection because once upon a time, this is how people walked um, this earth and, and other places. So this is unity. I'm going to give you so many tools for this, so many tools for you to stand in your badass sovereignty and in your loving heart, because this is what the world needs. So get on my email list right now at sarahpoet.com. And I know that if I really wanted you to do this and to keep listening to the end, um, I should have maybe put this in the beginning, but I'll talk more about this because sacred exchange and sacred commerce are really on my mind lately. And uh, going through some personal upgrades in this area as well, as I learn more and more about it. But it's really been in my intuition for a long time that women are going to need one another, you know, to be someone who has these great ideas and to go out on your own and to create a legacy is a lot of hard work. So we need one another. And I am committed to continuing to figure out the energetics of sacred commerce and women building one another up. And I'm also committed to continuing to give you group opportunities to um, come together in that energetic and in that magic. The first of which will be the membership site. So there will be um, a small fee to join monthly, and that is sacred commerce in my direction, seeding you know the the energy that I'm putting into creating these teachings and this podcast and whatever else. And then inside of the group, you're also going to have space where you share what you do and get help and and get support to lift one another up because we have to at least be seeding okay the consciousness of our creations between women and and being in the sacred exchange so that being said um i do need i have a need and um a desire but it feels more like a need because if i had really wanted to like boost up this podcast with um, rates and reviews and things like that along the way, I would have been telling you about it in every single episode. Um, But recently I joined a um, podcast matching, um, you know, system or whatever, and to, to be on other podcasts and get people on this one and uh, it was just an invitation that I received. And when I was filling out the, um, profile and looking at other profiles, one thing I noticed was the number of reviews, not just the stars, but actually the typed out reviews, the number of reviews counts. And this probably was true all along, but, um, my, you know, ratings wasn't my top priority getting the information to you was, but there's also no reason for me to do this if it doesn't continue to reach more women in its messaging. Um, And so let's spread the word and let's 
put some energy into this so that it can go out into the world further. So what I need you to do, please, 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 is go to Apple, Spotify, and you have to do this, I guess, through the website, through the apps. When I leave a review on Apple, I have to go to the app. I use my computer and I and I pull up the um, iTunes and then I go to the podcast and it says, leave a review. And that's how I know to do it. And so it takes a few minutes, but we're on computers every damn day. So, oh, sorry, every blessed day. Um, and so I know that you can can do this in three minutes, but please leave a review and rate the podcast, hopefully five stars. I think we have all five stars, which is amazing because y'all are amazing. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being loyal. Thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends and, uh, and, and people. And it is my pleasure to be here and give these teachings and to share stories and <laughs> to get vulnerable with you. Thank you for being here today and thank you for um, bearing with the extra noise of the dogs and um, and the, the barking and things like that. But happy Lionsgate. I hope to get this out to you today and so, so much love. And I will for sure see you next week. Um, I have so many ideas for podcast episodes coming up. I I might even have to put more than one out a week. It's it's crazy all the things that are flowing through me now that these um, transitions have happened and we're going through this Lionsgate portal. So I am here. I am not going anywhere. I love you. I cannot wait to see you in the membership site. It's coming very soon. Get on my email list at sarahpoet.com. That is the best way we can stay in touch with one another. Um, if you are new to the podcast, definitely go back and, and scan these 85 plus amazing episodes and interviews that are already here for you. And um, I love you. I love you. Stay connected. Talk soon. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.